0: of velvety soft bath hands and some real thud in the back leading to moments like this and McConaughey and he's snaking his way through and in Clark to Glanville singer is standing it away beautifully done Gathered, the two young bucks who underline their love of this place earlier in the week Orlando Bailey and Maxa Jomo
1: conspire in thrilling fashion hello and welcome to the barth rugby plug the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans plugging the boys in blue black and white the familiar pairing is back my name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow bath fan Tom for a familiar familiar feeling on the podcast another disappointing defeat Tom how are you good to be joined by you again good mate yeah welcome welcome back after your uh
0: after your after your week off um and um yeah it's deja vu in more than one sense to be fair talking to you still feeling slightly dusty from the bank holiday weekend and deja vu at the wreck again it it felt like last season all over again at, 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 at
1: times. Certainly, dear. We'll get into um, all of that goings on at the rec on Saturday afternoon. Another defeat for Bath, the 2037 defeat at the hands of Sale, in the first home game of the promised new era under Messiah Johan van Gran. We'll also talk about the injury news to come out of that and some other injury news from Bath before we look ahead to Friday Night Lights at the rec. And the visit of wasps uh, towards the end of the podcast. Before we get into that, I will just um, implore you to follow us on socials at Bath Rugby Plug. Um, get in touch with us there uh, with your thoughts on on all things Bath Rugby, uh, and share the word. It's gonna. It looks like it might be another tough season, so um, strengthen numbers. Share the word of the podcast with your friends. Uh, Tom, you were there at the wreck for that uh, disappointing day. How was your How was your trip?
0: It was a good day. It went it went downhill quickly, but I think it's fair to say on social media, even on the the train down from 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 Paddington, and then just in the city beforehand, there was a real sense of excitement. You know, as you were just saying, this this new era that 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 we thought we might be witnessing the the start of. I was blasting out some tunes on the, the 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 train down. Shout out to Tom Davinette, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, who put together a sort of bass rugby pre-match playlist on Spotify, which I'd I'd highly recommend. It definitely definitely got me psyched, almost wanting to run out with the boys. Almost, I say though. Um, and yeah, bright sunny day, decent attendance, kind of despite everything going on last weekend. You know, the the pitch looked absolutely fantastic. Whoever's the groundsman needed a needs 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 a pay rise. It's so you know the best i've seen it and the, obviously the new home kit the, the run out for the first time looked looked absolutely pristine so you know i'm always optimistic heading into these 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 games i can always persuade myself and others around me that we've 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 got a chance but i think there was a genuine buzz in the air um and obviously as we know that 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 came came crashing down to earth with a bang bang pretty 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 soon but yeah a reminder once again of what a what a brilliant rugby city and rugby grounds we we're we're lucky to go to
1: three o'clock kickoff Tom at what point on Saturday afternoon did you realize that it probably wasn't going to go the way you anticipated
0: I think about three minutes in three minutes (laughs) in. well I tell you what actually the kickoff itself sale did a little a little grubber kickoff and they obviously saw that we weren't quite ready and we didn't react they pounced on it about a minute later they had a lineup down in our 22 and again they overthrew the ball deliberately to to the fly half and we just didn't react and it just it just really felt like we were still on the or well, i mean it was a home game but it felt like you know figuratively speaking we were still on the the bus and i think you know Sale were fairly sharp and they looked powerful at times and a well a well coached outfit but i mean that start to the game really set the tone you know Sale score after three minutes we get down the other side of the pitch and and Piers Francis misses a, a penalty from from right in front of the sticks on the twenty-two. So at that point, you kind of felt, yeah, this 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 feeling has drained away from me pretty quickly.
1: And at that point was the the red card, which which perhaps we thought might change the game ultimately. Clearly, it didn't, Tom. But before we get into the details of the game, I guess my general impression of it was that I'm, 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 I am I'm, was disappointed. Like, we'll go through it and there'll be certain things which would like, just so poor and certain things that I think are, are quite easy to fix. But I also wasn't that surprised. I, I you know I really don't want to feel like I'm being too negative on the podcast. We actually met a, a Bath fan at Ashton Gate when we were there for the first game of the season that said they'd listened to a few episodes of the podcast and they thought we were too negative. So he's probably not listening. But I don't want to feel like I'm too negative, but... I do feel like if you thought, if Barthans thought this was just going to change overnight, I just never was there. And I think this was the the kind of reality check for everyone that this is a lot of work that needs to be done. And changing Johan van Gran does not change the the quality and the the accuracy of the players. And also doesn't necessarily change the quality and the coaching of the of the rest of the coaching that they're getting which is a point that I banged on about at the end of last season
0: yeah and when we've said all along and you know you Van man ground when he came on this podcast and during other interviews described it as a you know a train journey and this season being this this reset which I know we've 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 heard before and yeah obviously it's going to take take time and we'll need a little bit of luck along the way you know I thought that red card might be a the little bit of luck that maybe we we needed that that rub of the green, but yeah i think I think it's fair to say that after the Bristol game, despite a loss at Ashton Gate, I think some people, including myself, probably got a little bit carried away because i I felt like there were there were clear signs of of improvement, but as I say, many of the things that we'll discuss defense discipline just just game plan adaptability these are the same sorts of things that we were we were talking about last season, and that's not that's 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 not that's not that's not a huge surprise, you know. He's he's only been in Barton with the club for, for 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 a few months, but yeah, it still left me feeling 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 pretty deflated.
1: Mm, yeah, some things, Tom, that were a hangover of last season. I think, in particular, the the ill discipline was something that mm. we looked like we might we might have improved on, but but plagued the whole of the game after the after the sale red card. We were. Yeah, we were way more real disciplined, particularly in and around the mall and the breakdown, just mindless penalties given away, which which meant that once Sale had gone down to 14 men, it allowed them to play the game plan that that they needed to, to, to slow that game down, to make it bitty, to make it an arm wrestle uh, and just to dominate the 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 territory and not not kind of give us a sniff and and our real discipline massively played into their hands which is something we should should
0: be we should welcome an arm wrestle when they lose their their title prop well i'm not sure we should
1: i'm not sure we should welcome an arm wrestle when you look at the respective packs like you know the the quality of the different second rows on on our on show on saturday and I, i you know there, 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 are certain people. There are certain positions which I think we absolutely have to change as we come onto Wasps, and and we'll get into them. But but the second row has to be one. But we, well, we've we've played we've
0: played, just just on that we've played with you know similar um, you know the personnel hasn't changed massively in that in that in that area or in the broader pack. The last six or seven I think it's the last seven games against Sale. There's, I've never been. There's never been more of a scoreline than five points. So they're always close games. They're always competitive games. You remember the game up at the AJ Bell? They always are arm wrestles. So I don't know. I think I think when you lose your you you know I think when you lose your tight head prop, I for for seventy three minutes or whatever it is. I think you know we we should have been more dominant up front than we were. Just one question I had for you, G, And I've been doing the question master role on this podcast for most of this season. But Van Gran after the game said that it's almost more difficult playing against 14 men than 15 men. And I've been trying to untangle that in my mind
1: and I can't. So what do you think he means there? Well, clearly it's not more difficult. It's just not the case. I think it, I think when you go down to 14 men, it, your game plan is kind of dictated for you. And that is a game plan where you're going to kick. You're going to not you're going to kick possession away. You're going to try and keep the game slow, and you're going to try and and kind of, when you have the ball, not not expand and, and and not allow the kind of try and smother the opposition when when they have the ball. That's the that's the kind of the game plan you have to play when you go down to fourteen men. And I think looking at that sale side and watching that sale side, when they're kind of they have to play that way. I think that's a way that massively suits them. And I'm not sure whether he was kind of. Refer inferring that against sale if they are forced to play that way they are just so effective at it and i thought i thought they were and you know we can we can complain about bath all we want i thought sale were fantastic like you know they completely outplayed us on on saturday and their their forwards in particular the the pre brothers the curry brothers just mm. frankly Embarrassed the bath pack, I thought. Uh, you know, I thought I thought it was just the it was a bully job. Um, and I think it's not more difficult, is it? But I think you're almost forced to play more expansively when you are down when you are playing against fourteen. Um, and and, and Sale are almost forced to keep it tight. And I think that suited them them massively. So so maybe that's what he was referring to.
0: Yeah, it's strange when you look at the stats, though, because I mean, we had most of the ball they had to make nearly double the number of tackles that we did. They kicked it away as much as we did 23 kicks, which is, which is, which is a lot. We had almost as many turnovers as them as hmm. well. So it's just that, yeah, I mean, I, I, um,
1: Is that Tom, is that bar team on Saturday set up to beat 14 men?
0: I don't think they're set up to beat 11 men to finish the way they played. <laughs> but um, I, I think the other point is, and I, I mentioned it at the start of the podcast, but kind of, adaptability and it felt like when they were down for you know when the team goes down to 14 men and 13 men let's not forget for 10 minute for a 10 minute period like when they lost ross harrison and obviously we'd gone into it with a pre-planned tactic that we're going to kick as much as possible we're going to put pressure on them try and um play in the right areas and let our you know catch and drive scrum and try and basically win that that arm wrestle i think that was the pretty clear tactic as it was against Bristol, I mean that's Van Gramble, right? But I think when Sale went down to 14 men and 13 men, when you're when I was out watching the game, it was obvious that they were dropping men back for to to collect the kicks. And at times they had one or two guys out in, in the back line defending. And we just didn't switch our game plan. And I think losing Ben Spencer um in towards the back end of that first half, I think was was a big moment. But we just did not adapt. And there were plenty of opportunities when we had a two, three-man overlap. And yet we still went back to plan A of just kicking the ball and, you know, sticking to this predetermined plan. So I think maybe that would have worked against the full strength sales side, but I just think we were not we just didn't ever react to that and proactively say, okay, we need to react to this, 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 this change in situation. And I think that's, that's a theme that we've seen throughout the last season, the last few seasons.
1: There's a balance though, right? Like, I don't know if you did watch the game, obviously you were there on Saturday. I don't know if you've watched the game back, but Roy McConaughey was on commentary, um, the premiership rugby commentary, and he was saying when they got the red card that, that they mustn't kind of overplay their hand now and they must almost stick to stick to what they what they had planned. So I guess it's a balance, isn't it? And,
0: and there, are, yeah. there are there are more opportunities. I agree, you yeah. don't just you don't just fling it around, but it felt like it felt like the opportunities were there staring us in the face particularly in that second half when they started to tie and we for me we we just we just we didn't adapt and we we I think we 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 missed opportunities and it showed in the tries you know both of them were kind of overlap breakaway tries because there was so much space in the backfield Mm -hmm. and we get away and it's simple two-on-one stuff and you can be the most boring catch you know mauling team forward-oriented team in the world but when you've got a three-on-one overlap out wide for me you need to take that more often and i i i don't think we did but anyway we should probably get well, into the game G. well
1: so when when you're yeah maybe in the second half but when you're down 13 30 and you're sort of on the edge of the 22 half an hour to go and your fly half kicks a 10 meter cross kick for territory like yeah, I, I do agree that that, that 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 there was opportunity to play differently to what they did, and I think I've had a go at the locks and and the other sort of per, the other position on my radar over the first couple of seasons is is what's going on at fly half because I haven't got a clue. Uh, are you seeing anything in Francis that that I'm not?
0: I thought I thought I thought he was. I, th- I thought he didn't have bad, too bad a game against Bristol. I thought, yeah, I agree against 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 Sale. I think he really struggled with game management. The kicking, the accuracy of the kicking was oh, it was really poor. You know, he's I've said this on last week's podcast with Henry. He's not a he's not a guy that's played a lot of rugby, and I I you know he's obviously in there because Van Grand sees him as his style of play as more aligned to what he wants to do, and that's the the kicking game, the experience head, the the, the territory, the kicking of kicking sticks, you know, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I'd, I'd loved Orlando Bailey would have called for those opportunities that I'm talking about and would have taken them. And I, you know, when they did bring him on, they brought him on at fullback as well. So yeah, that's definitely one change that I, I'd like to see going, go, going into wasps. I mean, move moving into the game. I mean, another area that we banged on and on and on about on this podcast is, is defense. And at times for me, it was, it was just pitiful. I mean, the, the, the van, the van der Merwe try, you know, he breaks three tackles there. I mean, the Ben Spencer attempt, I mean, he basically gets carried over the line and concussed in the, in, in the process. But at times we just looked, we looked disinterested. And, you know, Yako Kutsia just went way too high on him. And he's just a bit of a bowling ball, isn't he? So he just shrugged him off. You know, Van Gran said, again, when he, when, he, when he came on, he said, you know, we are going to lose games. But he just wants us to be hard to beat. And that is not a team that is that is hard to beat. That's not a defensive effort that is that is hard to to beat. So you know the two try rule as well. You know we concede four tries again in in this game, so that's nine for the for the season so far in two games. So that's not going particularly well. I think the defense was found wanting. Not only the one on one tackles like we saw against Ellis Genge and Bristol, but also as soon as the ball was shipped wide, we're so disconnected and it, we just look so easy to break down. So. many many train stops to go on that front as
1: well the try that frustrated me the most Tom was the the penultimate try I think it was one of the Curry boys who scored it I think it was well it was at 13-23 at that point and we'd scored Mm -hmm. that try through Dokkan Siga just after half time and you just thought the game's in the balance here like yeah Yeah. we're 10 points down but they are a man down we're at home And, and we were kind of starting to play a little bit better and we were starting to have a little bit more territory and I just felt like there's an opportunity here and as soon as they got into the 22 it was like three or four phases and they'd scored and yeah you know com- in comparison to bath and how we kind of slammed our head against the wall particularly in that kind of 60 to 70 minute period where we were just going for scrum 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 whilst the clock bled away in comparison to that sale were were, were far more clinical and, and that, that's a combination of yeah sale I thought, I, you know, you might disagree. I thought Sale were pretty good on the day. I was pretty impressed, yep. but yeah, Bath just um, really poor system and individual effort in defense. and defence, and and that's going to take time, right? ferreira has got a massive job on his hands, and yeah, that's that's going to improve. And but it, it, I, will, it, it will. It is frustrating. It will. I,
0: I I do think that that Tom Curry when he came on made a massive difference, I mean, we know yeah. what. Quality player he is, but yeah, he came on and that's made the They it? scored, yeah. That's the England yeah. captain was obviously, obviously captain England, He's and he, he was he was brilliant when he came in. He looked he looked a different class, but Johnny Hill looked yeah. really strong as well in 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 their second row. He's obviously a class second row, and you know with George Ford and Raffy Quirk yeah. to come back, it's a it's a it's serious outfit because those guys you know Ford may not be involved for some reason with with England. So they are a very good outfit, but I, I think they, they still made mistakes. I think they, they made, they did make quite a few handling errors, but as you say, they, they, they bullied us a man down, they bullied us and the breakdown. We just, we just didn't have an answer, particularly when we had ball in hand, whenever we'd make a half break, we were isolated and it was just so easy for either one of those Curry boys or Van der Merwe to get over the ball and to, 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 to turn it over. You know, we, we, we had the slowest ruck speed in the league last season I think it was four point two seconds. I'd love to see what that was on on Saturday because it we 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 just had absolutely no way of of of, of getting the ball back quickly um, and building any phases because we just we just we just let them jackal over the top of it. So another big area of concern there. I think the breakdown and one that we should have been targeting and been extra focused on because we know that that is where sale that's one of sales big areas of strength.
1: Mm, and when you're playing Kutzia, uh, White, and Bayless. Sevens, maybe I'd say you should be, you should be, you should be better in that area. But but clearly, yeah. when De Carpentier came on, he's he's definitely a, a seven, a sevens player. But he's a seven, really. So. I think he
0: look, I think he actually looked quite good again. Actually, that De Carpentier when he came on, and he's gonna. You know, we've 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 not spoken about it yet. G, it's so maybe a good time to, but hmm. to pile on the pain. And this is always the extra little sweetener, isn't it? When you when you lose a game like that, and then you. You've you've got some some pretty significant injuries to to go along with it, and added to added to Benno Urbano, who we know is is having having surgery. We've got Yakubu here, who looked like just on the, the 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 turn of half time, looks like quite a serious lower leg injury from what from what I can see. Ben Spencer, obviously, as, as I said, got concussed in that in that effort in that effort to to, to stop the try, so he'll be out. He'll miss the game against well, with with not on the. Well, may, say may do. And then obviously to, to, to put you know salt on the wound again, we find out that Sam Underhill's undergoing shoulder surgery and will be out for, for twelve weeks. So And and Chris guys, guys, you don't want to lose And Chris Plerta from the first game as well. So suddenly the, you know, these are key guys and Van Grand said it after the game on, on an interview. Our pack is now look, starting to look pretty light and pretty lacking in power, particularly with ball in hand when we've when we bust those guys. So, will we go to market? I don't know. Will we see your boy Nathan Hughes return for another for another loan spell in the Southwest? In I know, I know, I know you'll certainly be, be be calling him to be flown over. But dire straits in in the injury department, and some of the worst guys you could have hoped to lose.
1: I know you've got a spreadsheet there with all the possibilities of Bath players. So who's going to play eight for us uh, against Wasps?
0: I think it will be Decarpentier. Oh. I think I I I I don't necessarily see a, another option. Sure. Maybe Van Veltzer so and they brought him on a, a, a second row. I I think I, I I've been quite impressed with Decarpentier. I think he's bulked out a bit. I think he's I think he's carrying hard. Nice little offload to 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 set up the outside break for the mm-hmm. I think it was for the Stock and the Sega try. So I, I you know I can see you rolling your eyes there, but I, I <laughs> For the benefit of a tape. But I I, uh, I, I I, I, thought he's been okay.
1: Been okay, but he's not exactly the big ball-carrying eight that we that we desperately need. I, I team don't team
0: think there's a... Yeah, I'm not sure there's another option, though. Do you think Van Belzer fits that purpose? <laughs>
1: no, he definitely doesn't, does he? For the benefit of the tape, he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom, maybe for the benefit of the tape, we should talk a few positives... From the game, I think there were certainly a couple. Um, yeah. Why don't you kick us off with 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 a glaring one that I know you're keen to talk about?
0: Well, the first one I've noted down was the pitch, but I've already mentioned that it looked pristine. So again, um, was loving loving the look of that on the summer's day. Yeah, you know, I think the scrum is is yeah. is probably the obvious yeah. one. Having having had up there. With the I think it may have even been statistically speaking the worst scrum in the league last year, and I only saw that stat a couple, a couple of weeks ago in terms of lost ball penalties conceded. You know, Kutsir for a start is actually a solid lump and looks like the best short-term prop <laughs> we've brought in. And I know that is not a particularly high bar, but that, he looks he looks fairly solid in that in that tight
1: head shirt. Sorry, but just in case any listeners the questioning, that's that's a compliment that Thomas was paid
0: out. Yeah, yeah. It looks solid enough. Get, been getting through some minutes. Looks, looks robust. But the, the 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 way that Will Stewart came on and took yeah. apart Harrison, you know, who's a decent loose head in himself, experienced loose head, and got him simbin, got four penalties. I mean, we know that we obviously screwed up the the the, the attempt on the try and, and let Tom Curry get over the ball. But it just shows how much he's developed into a top quality, interna- international caliber Tight end prop, and I mean, it's just a shame that we we won't see much of him, and that Beno Obiano is not available on the the other side. But I thought boys you know, played well. The,
1: sorry, I thought boys played well.
0: Yeah, but for that that drop, did mm. you you know on the the kind of first phase that was that was bang in front of where we were sitting? But yeah, I thought he looked he looked he looked yeah he looked pretty abrasive. Um, and obviously, he's had his own troubles with injury. So yeah, against a solid pack, as you said, G, a, a strong pack. And you know, let's not forget they took off a winger, so they did have the full complement. In the yeah. in area, we 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 look really dominant, so that is that is pleasing.
1: Scrum definitely was a positive. Another positive time, I thought for our backs, the our best player was actually Cam Redpath. I, I thought he looked pretty mm-hmm. dangerous on a couple of occasions. Uh, in particular, for the um, Thokana Seager try, the first try, where he sort of drifted on the pass, lovely to to beat the man and then drew um, the the covering scrum half to to put Thokana Sieger away. And there were a couple of other. Nice glimpses from from Redpath. I, I think he's sort of hopefully starting to play his way back into some of his top form. My concern there, though, and I, you know, not trying to turn a positive into a negative, but my concern is I'm not sure him and Joseph are are able to play together that effectively at the moment. I think we lacked without wanting without getting Fock and Seagull into the game, which which they don't seem to do. I think we lacked that carrying presence in the back line um and and I'll call for my boy Big Butt because yeah I'd like to see him start against Wasps I think him and Redpaths actually is a much more balanced centre pairing and and I think Redpath played well but I don't think that partnership with with Joseph's worked I don't think Joseph had his best game and 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 so that's an area I think I'd like to change
0: yeah still relatively early days and not to forget
1: and Joseph didn't play the first game of course
0: yeah yeah not not, not to forget um Max Joma, who we've not yeah. seen anything of with the the six two split, you know. I'd obviously love to see him back in, come back into the fold as well. I think he, yeah, he's definitely got enough credit in the bank to to mm. to, to, to squeeze into a a a, a centre shirt. The other guy, the other guy I'd mentioned quickly, G is is Will muir I thought mm. again, he is just so industrious. He was everywhere. he was great in the air took that that ball the you know that first kickoff after the the sale try took that ball rose highest out of everyone He's breaking tackles he did a brilliant double tackle uh, right in front of us where he, he was down took the man down got back up made the next tackle straight away and we were able to come in and counter up and that then led to the overlap and the tom de glanville try and I, I yeah i just think he, he he for for his size and stature and and and, and um he's just unbelievably strong and so good to see him him back obviously after picking up an injury and then another guy in the back three I didn't think he had the best game I thought he he didn't go looking for for work as much as we we want to see him do but just watching in the warm-up Joe Thukkanosige he, he does he, he looks in some of the best shape that I've 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 ever seen him he's 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 definitely slimmed down a little bit in the off season. he looks really quick he looks powerful and yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, um, I think looking as fit as I've seen him for some time. So hopefully that comes that
1: with, on the ground reporting that is.
0: Yeah. With some quality. I was enjoying watching him warm up, put it that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And that new key does look. Does anything look else? Good we'll, good what
0: way. else we got, G? Oh, one, one more, one more thing, maybe I, and this always annoys me at the end of the game. And even during the game, it was, and it's something you don't notice much on TV. It was so kind of, um, Amicable between all the players there was laughing there was joking after we conceded a penalty and we know the usual suspects but Lewis Schroeder when he came on he was just I know he played at Newcastle so he probably knows some of those guys but he was joking around with them he was pretending to do a tap and go he was doing little you know bum taps and stuff I don't want to see I really don't want to see that I want to see we should be furious we're, we're embarrassing ourselves against a, a team with one or two men down and we're messing around when the full time whistle goes they're all joking around I know they know each other I know players move around and they see each other a lot now, and and maybe that dilutes some of the the bitterness of rivalry. But it just it just annoys me. You'd never see that from from a Saracens or a an Exeter when they're in their pomp. So it's just having that been a needle and 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 hating that you're you're losing. And Van Gran in the post match said that he he didn't hold back. He said that he'd learned a lot about some individuals in that team. So I I I imagine I imagine they're they're having a tough training week this week. And uh, you yeah. have to say. It's deserved,
1: yeah. Good, yeah. They should be getting, should be getting beasted. Tom, don't you think that my final point on this? Don't you think that Sale are the team Van Gran wants Bath to be? I think they 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 wore a red pretty similar to the Munster red, a pretty nice <laughs> burgundy number, and yeah. I just think that's the team that he in two or three years' time if we can be like that. They're so hard to beat. They're abrasive. They're nasty. There uh, yeah i thought I, I i do think they were good and i just think that if we if we can get to there in like two or three years that'll be that'll be good progress because yeah i think they'll have a good season and and yeah i think built around the areas that van Grand wants to build and i think that's the sort of side he wants south african mold exactly exactly right that's quick, a lovely way to quick, put it
0: quick victor to scale before we before we touch on um, what's and when you
1: fire me one up from at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon, five o'clock on Saturday afternoon,
0: morning. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a two. I must admit, I oh, after after a you solid you. reading of a, can I go for a five last week. I just felt really deflated. I think you know, having gone there with such a
1: uh, kind of fire in my belly and, Tom and, fault and for in well, it wasn't too well. It was sorry. It's Tom Davenant's fault for his playlist getting you so excited, mate.
0: Yeah, I know. It, it really got my heart pumping. So, yeah, and, and and with the injuries piled on top, that always things a bit more. So I think we were dominated against 14 men, ultimately, and 13 men for 10 minutes. So, yeah, probably probably a three.
1: Three on the to scale reading there. Tom, briefly then, let's look ahead to the next reading that will be taken at the rec on Friday night as we welcome Wasps... Um, Friday, 7.45 kicks if I say, at the rec. They've also lost twice and remarkably are below us in the league. Um, Club seems to be a bit of a mess over the summer, Wasps, and Bath found themselves one-point favourite with the bookies. Tom, is that how you see this one?
0: I'm not sure. It's a difficult one to predict. You know, games in the past against Wasps have always been very loose, high-scoring affairs. I was chatting to a friend of mine who's a Saracens fan, and he always says it's his favourite game of the season. See, last season we we were on the end of and the end of a pretty pretty heavy defeat at home. Um and away it was a little bit closer, but 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 we 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 struggled and I think some of the the ball carriers that they've got in that that side I think will really test test our defense. Tom Willis looked in fine fettle in, in, in their loss against Bristol and beat more defenders than any any player in the league. So I think it's going to be going to be going to be difficult. I think they'll try and play open, really open. I think we will we will stick to our game plan. I'd like to see some some changes brought in. Orlando Bailey definitely being one of them. I'd like to see Max Green as well. Um, and Comment yeah, up
1: with Louis Schroeder being too friendly with the sale players, I think there was
0: a big drop off. I think there was a big drop off. played all right, actually. Mm. How do you see it going?
1: Uh, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think the key area will be the breakdown. I think that's the area that we were we were absolutely dominated in on on Saturday. And I think that's the area that they'll be targeting. This is a massive one for Wasps, isn't it? They'll be circling, you know, teams will be circling um this fixture and unfortunately for for different reasons, the Worcester fixture. Um and with with you know, the Willis brothers with Barbary and that team. I, I think that's an area which which we're going to have to get on to, to have a chance. So, yeah, um changes at 10, changes at locks, and a change in the centre uh, would be the way I'd go. Thank you very much, Tom, for joining me. I look forward to, to watching that one unfold and then to uh recapping it with you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week for all things blue, black and white and stick behind the boys through thick and thin.